This is your other brother's podcast. It's like running through an open door. It's like finding what you're looking for. We've been waiting. We won't wait no more. We got a beautiful story. Every morning, on and on. We got a beautiful story. And we've only just begun. The best is yet to come. Welcome home, friends, to your other brother's podcast. We are a community navigating faith, homosexuality, and masculinity together. From the Jewel of the Blue Ridge, my name is Tom. I'm so glad, as always, I'm always glad that you guys are here. Joining us today from the handprint of God of Michigan, it's our other brother, Ben. What's up, Ben? Hey, Tom. Good to see you. Good to see you. And joining us now from the super ultra frozen tundra, it's our other brother, Will. What's up, Will? Hey. I just rode my polar bear here today, so. (laughs) Exactly, as one does in Alberta, Canada. Good to have you with us as well. I'm excited for today's episode, as I am every episode, but today's episode, episode 99, you guys. Episode 99, and we're doing a follow-up to our previous episode on Side B resources. What's fun about doing these topics in double doses, not saying we'll do this all the time moving forward, but it's been fun for the last couple of rounds um, to get just the extra feedback, to talk to guys like Ryan and Aaron about their side B resources that they've gravitated toward. Um, And now to talk today with Ben and Will and learn about their origin stories with learning about side B resources and then what they recommend or what they particularly enjoy today. And so I'm just excited to keep that conversation going. We got so many comments. From our yabbers, they've just been the heroes of the show the last few episodes. Um, not only on Discord, because we, you know, we got a good number of postings on Discord. We also did a Zoom call about this topic with our supporters, and they they rattled off a few more. As if we didn't have enough to talk about, they rattled off a few more. So, so lest you think we we reached the gamut of resources in part one, you know, because we talked about probably ten or fifteen different ones, like. We're just getting started. There's still so many more to talk about today. So I'm excited to to be extremely resourceful with these other brothers on the show today. Are you guys are you guys ready to be resourceful with me? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just kidding. If you, I'm excited. If for you this have course. any resources, I joked on the last episode, Will, that she texted me a picture of a book with 17 words on it, like an old leather book, and I was like, "That is that is the book that Will would bring to this conversation." Wait, you're you're saying that a book on uh, reformed confessions from the 16th and 17th uh, centuries uh, has nothing to do with? Side no, I'm not B. saying. I'm not saying it has nothing to do. I'm just I'm eager to hear how you connect the dots. That's all. I'm. I'm so eager. <laughs> I didn't bring that book with me. That's currently in my oh, office. So I totally sad. Ben, are you? Do you have any fancy theological tomes, as Ryan put it? Do you have a tome to share with us today? No, no deep theological treatises or, or tomes today. Maybe a few blogs. Maybe a couple of new books. Ah, all right. Will, I just saw you pull out a book. What you got there? Yeah, I have a tome right next to me called The Dissolution of the Monasteries. Ah. That's, uh, you know, this could be tiny. You know, that's got to be at least 800 <laughs> pages. How many pages are in that book? That is a thick, T-H-I-C-C, thick book. 
<laughs> Only 685. Oh, uh, 685. Okay. I was pretty, I was semi-accurate, 800. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about all, all of that later in this episode. Um, first though, we need to go straight to the handprint of God because there's a lot of, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on in your world, Ben. So do you want to just like fill us in? <laughs> How do you want to do this? Oh gosh. To <laughs> Tell us a story. Um, right now our next door neighbors who happen to be, uh, four college seniors at Calvin, are currently playing their favorite beer drinking game. I still don't understand the rules. God it involves it. throwing a die up into the air, and then somebody else has to catch it. And I'm not sure if it's like you're trying to make it so the other person can't, or you have to like, I, I don't know. All I know is is that they're shotgunning beers. You know, at least like every couple of throws, somebody has to shotgun a beer. And so there's the, like this pile of cans making a mound um, that looks a little bit like a pyramid to the beer gods. So that's what the shouting is. If you hear that in the background, so that's one random update. You, you know, I went to Calvin and I didn't do any of that. Like I didn't <laughs> learn the beer drinking games. I just spent all my time in the library. This is why this is why straightness eluded you, Will Cooper. You should have been. Yeah. You should have been playing the beer games with all the other reindeer. Randy to be fa- to be fair though, these are all accounting majors. So, <laughs> okay, so these are like the the business bros. You know, you got business bros, you got jock bros, you've got you know. Oh yeah, bro. Yeah, I mean, like after we moved in, we went on this like eight week bender, bro. <laughs> this is conversation overheard as one of the guys walks by the window talking to somebody on the phone. So mm. yeah, eight week bender. I. Okay, there you go. I want to do I want to do a, a a deep dive or a shallow dive, whatever kind of dive that is, on all the different kinds of straight man. So you've got like the athletes, you've got the the accounting business people, you've got the gamers, you've got the uh, the the uh, kind of like the hippie hippie long hair type of people too. There's 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 a, there's a lot of flavors of straight. No, man. as you say this, I'm thinking of all the gay versions of all. Of them. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because there's gay versions too, certainly. Yeah, like the gay gamer. Uh, gamer, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's so fun. So so if we hear any whoops and hollers in the background, um, yeah, it's just Ben's Ben's natural habitat. So that's one story. That's one story from your world. But you, you've you told us, you've teased us about some some updates in your in your life and in your body. <laughs> Do you want to talk about your bodily changes with the, with the audience? <laughs> Wow, if that doesn't sound like a setup for something else entirely. Hmm, I'm going to leave that one alone. So let's see. Uh, One of these I will talk about more than the other. But some of you might know, if you are on the inside loop, that once upon a time, Ben had his nipples pierced. And when I was a pastor, I took them out because, well... When you're going to go on like a tubing trip with a bunch of old people from your church, like 60 plus, that's just not a conversation I was wanting to have with them. And so out they went. But now out of the pastorate, back as a student, nipple rings are back. And as of yesterday, I have my first tattoo or at least part one of it. So my goodness. Those of you that are listening, just look at this. Isn't this amazing? Can you guys, can you guys hear that tattoo? <laughs> oh yeah. Wait, wait. When when I when I pet it, he's petting kinda... his tattoo. Everybody. There he's... you go. 
There you go. His tattoo is a wolf, so the petting does make sense. <laughs> I wanted I wanted the listeners to use their imagination. What's he petting? What is yeah? What is the what is the image on his body? Wow, this is this is so this is so breaking that yeah. Ben leaves the pastorate and nipples pierced, tattoo emblazoned on skin. This is this is a new era. We've entered a new era. This is what happens when people leave the pastorate. They they begin their rebellious stage. (laughs) Yes, he says, as he sips from a beer can in the afternoon. (laughs) I hope, I I didn't even mention this last time the three of us recorded, but Will, I hope you're like um, prepared to carry the mantle forward just by yourself now. You're the only pastor on our team now. So I hope you're ready to to be the shining example. Oh, well, Oh wait, better, you better bleep that out. <laughs> I will. I will. Yeah, of, of course. I'm always used to. I've got the bleep button at the ready with you guys. Um, but I'm I'm so glad you're all here in one piece. Even though it's a different piece, it's it's good to see you, Ben. It's good to have you with us. And that tattoo does look incredible. Like just superb. Yeah. What's this whole deal with part one? What is there? A, there's a part two. There's more parts coming. So the more detailed the tattoo the more fine line work the tattoo artist has to do. So for a tattoo like this, if you were just getting like a basic outline and it's called like neo-orthodox tattooing where you're not putting in the fine detail, just, you know, kind of giving the image of something and maybe a few small details, that would take a lot less time. Um, This was the sum of about five hours and it's going to take longer to do the shading in there because right now it is still in some ways just an outline and some of the line detail. There's actually going to be part two and if I finish it, finish it part three at least. So next time we're going to do the shading. After that, uh, two more wolves are getting added in. Shout out to the Three Wolf Moon shirt for those of you that know what that is. And if you don't look it up on Amazon, read the review. Um and the idea there is it's a family of wolves. So ah. I was talking with Marie about this. Like, is this meant to represent our family? Is this meant to represent just family in general? And the answer is yes to both. Um, wolves are incredibly loyal. They're incredibly family oriented. Uh, each member looks out for the other. You know, they they put the pack when they're moving so that they can take care of everybody and nobody gets left behind. So yeah, wolf is kind of my spirit animal and yeah, family wolves. So that's kind of like imagery behind the tattoo. Isn't that also a type of gay person too? (laughs) It is. Wolves, otters, and bears. Oh my. Y'all can Google it if you want to know what a wolf is, but yeah, it is. It definitely is. That is so nice. I was going to, I was going to ask like, what's your wife's thoughts? I, I assume that you would have to have your wife's blessing on this, on this decision. She okayed me getting a tattoo. She said, I did not say yes to you getting a whole sleeve. (laughs) Technically, that's a tattoo. Well, now it's like, okay, it's not a whole sleeve, though. It's only going to be a half sleeve. Okay. That's better, right? Yeah. You wear a shirt and it's like mostly covered, I imagine. I mean, to be fair, she's getting a tattoo also, but that's a story for a different day. Ooh. Well, keep us posted on the Tattoo Chronicles. I'm excited since there's more parts coming. I, I It'll be fun to like see you um, evolve in the weeks and months to come. 
<laughs> as we Are record. you saying this isn't even my uh, my final form? This isn't your final form, clearly. Clearly, you have more iterations to come. So we're excited. We're excited for your ongoing, ongoing journey as you continue being on this podcast and continue sharing your story in our midst. You know, another way you're about to share your story in our midst is at the upcoming retreat, which... Sad to say, we'll continue to not feature a certain Will Cooper. We are we have yet to bring Will Cooper to one of our retreats. I don't know what to do, Ben. I don't know how to get him here. I I don't know what to do about it either because that's like the thing that I want to do. Uh, <laughs> you know, actions speak louder than words, Will Cooper. We would love to see you turn that into action. <laughs> at least at least I've showed up to every virtual retreat. You have. Give you credit. So, you, I give you credit. We've had two virtual retreats, which you've been present for. And I even planned, helped plan you both did. of those retreats. So I'm not completely aloof, just half the time. <laughs> just when we meet in person. Yeah, yeah. But we will we will miss you. We're, we're about to have this fourth camp retreat next week as of this recording. It's crazy that it's right around the corner. And um, along with that, this will be our last episode before the... Before the retreat, so we'll be taking a little bit of a breaky break, as I like to do around these retreats. So the week before, the week or two after, not sure when, you know, hopefully no longer than a month um, to just kind of both plan the retreat and then afterward catch my breath a little bit. So, um, so we'll have a little bit of a break. Conveniently, this being our 99th episode, we just get to continue to prolong this 100th episode. I feel like if we had kept to a normal podcast rhythm this year, we didn't do that Enneagram series and on the whole host of other things, you know, this 100th episode would have happened like six months ago. But we are just continuing to push this as far into the future as possible, creating this anticipation to come because I'm excited. I'm so excited for our 100th episode. It is is right around the corner. And, you know, I was talking with one of our international supporters and community members um, because I've been talking about people calling the Yab line. Like I want to hear from our listeners, our supporters, our community members, um, you know, quick, brief 30 second voicemail from the Yab line. Like, why do you listen to this show? Why have you enjoyed this show? Assuming that you're still listening to this show and enjoy this show, um, like call the Yab line, tell us, tell us your favorite episode or your favorite inside joke or your favorite just revelation that you've received or something specific that we've blessed you with if we've blessed you at all if, if somehow we've been able to do that um just to get as many voicemails together as possible for that 100th episode so we can just have a segment where we play those where we hear from our listeners um whether you've called the yob line before or not like it'd be awesome to just collect as many of those as possible um so we do have that yob line 1706-389-8009 and something that an international person told me about was like, well, what if somebody doesn't want to call and spend, you know, 38 euros a minute or whatever the rates are? I have no idea. You know, this is my international bias where I'm like always so focused on our American audience when I know we have people listening literally all around the world. So, so a solution to that, which I have neglected to even think about or mention to this point is you can, if you wish, record a voice memo or some other audio method that you have at your disposal, send it to us in an email, attach it in an email and send it to us, podcast at yourotherbrothers.com. And that will be just as good as a voicemail. Send us a 30 second voice memo emailed to podcast at yourotherbrothers.com and we can play it that way as well. If you live outside the US or 
or Canada or Mexico or however calling places works these days. You know, I have no idea how the world works, but um, but whether you live in America or not, if that's something you wish to do, that is an option that is available to you because we would love to hear from you wherever you are and here. However, we have blessed you. It would be awesome to hear from as many of you as possible as our hundredth episode draws very near. I'm so excited. And as always, we need to thank our sponsor for this episode before we get into this conversation. You know, for part one, uh, Cassette Tapes sponsored this whole this whole two-part series on resources. And it was very confusing because part one was sponsored by side A of the Cassette Tape. And so now here we are, part two is sponsored by side B of the Cassette Tape. But all of these are side B resources. So I just need that to be clear. Um, although we did actually mention a side A resource last time, so there was one side A resource thrown in there. But um, but this is the the side B of the cassette tape now sponsoring this episode, this continuation of side B resources. So thank you, cassette tapes, for flipping over and for giving us more content. Because you know cassette tapes, you guys, they aren't just one side. There's there's a whole other side to enjoy. I would prefer side B of a vinyl record, but I guess we can Ah, live. vinyl records. <laughs> you would be a vinyl record person. That is Oh, I love vinyl. It is just heavenly. I bet. Yeah. You and your vinyl and typewriters and you're like you are you are from another era, Will Cooper. How did you get here in 2022? <laughs> I I figured out time travel. Ah. Very nice. Well, I'm excited to talk about this with you guys. Um, what I wanted to do first, I told this to, actually, let's do this because what I do want to do is recap some of the resources we talked about in the last episode, because you guys might have some things to say about some of the resources we mentioned last time. But before we get to that, I want to get some origin stories. I want to hear how you guys stumbled into this whole world, this whole world of side B resources. And you may or may not have used the language or known the language of side B and side A and, um, all of these, all of these identifiers. Whenever you started finding us, however you did. So um, I'm curious. You know, let's go to Ben maybe first. Um, yeah, how did you on the internet or otherwise? I'm, I'm assuming that it was on the internet, but maybe, maybe not. Maybe somewhere in person, you you came across a resource. So I would love to just hear how each of you guys, um, yeah, found something that was was beneficial to you that just showed you for the first time that you weren't all alone in this journey. I think I might have mentioned this before, but the very first time I ever heard anybody put language to uh, a side B sexual ethic was actually when uh, Christopher Yuan came and spoke during chapel in undergrad. Okay, so hold on. You and Aaron, because Aaron talked about it when he was, I think he was in college too, I think he mentioned. Do you, do you, you guys know that about each other, that Christopher Yuan came to your school? <laughs> Yeah, I think I think we may have talked with each other okay. about that at one point. Yeah. So I mean, like he was the first the first one. Um I remember running across like it was either in the back of every young man's battle, every man's battle. There was like this little appendices with like three pages. By the way, if you're a guy attracted to other guys, here's enough to let you know you're not alone, but Ooh. where do we go from here? Um so yeah, those were kind of like my first yeah, my first exposure ideas to the idea of, wait, there are other Christian men that deal with this. But it wasn't for several years that I actually found, you know, anything useful to like read or, you know, to listen to. That is so fascinating because 
Christopher Yuan, you know, we mentioned his book, Out of a Far Country, in the last episode. And it's actually the book club um, book that we've been reading this month. And so so, so, so aptly timed to, to bring him into the conversation. What about you, Will? Because I know you, you've been open and shared about some Exodus past experiences. Definitely not a um, side B resource to use today's language, but... Um, I imagine for you, like something connected with Exodus was maybe your first um, entrance into this world or something like this world. <clears throat> yeah, like my my first entrance into like the, um, yeah, the LGBTQ side of the Christian world, I guess, was Exodus. Like, uh, it's interesting that you mentioned every uh, young man's battle because that was how I found out about Exodus was that book. Okay, and, I need to stop right here because I read that book as a whatever teenager, maybe young twenty something or something. I do not recall there being any mention of same sex attraction. Did I not look close enough? Did I miss that? <laughs> Are you one of the people that skips the introduction and the appendix? maybe maybe was mm. that my problem? Because <laughs> I, yeah. I definitely it, read it that book. It wasn't in the book itself. It was yeah, an add on oh, at the very end. It was even it's own separate chapter i and this is all going from memory i don't have that book anymore i burned it years ago it's, uh, um atrocious trash um oh ben Wait. might have it oh here uh, we go live on the scene ben is rummaging rummaging through boxes and trying to find it yeah uh, it's so funny because like yeah i re- i was like thinking like oh my gosh what if i had read the appendices like let's say i was 15 or 16 when i read that like what if i had read the appendices and i had found a resource three years earlier than i did like what how would that have changed the trajectory of my life like what now i'm like replaying my my teenager years this is crazy (laughs) ben is i don't know if ben's coming back he just left maybe he's went to play beer pyramid with those guys (laughs) are they good looking guys no i'm kidding go ahead go ahead will continue your story and so yeah the i make a distinction though between the exodus world and the side b world though i didn't come into contact with side b language until probably just um uh, a few years ago or maybe even yob uh but uh um i encountered that sort of approach to sexuality when i was in university so i think my first or second year of university is when i encountered that so that was uh um yeah wesley hill i remember reading his book early on and uh oh no ben is coming back and he has a stack of books he brought back so many books are those all the every young man's battle series because then he write like 20 of those books (laughs) oh i hope not the first one was horrible (laughs) what did you bring back with with you ben so i i forgot that i've kind of gone through my books and done a purging of um I'll just say overzealous evangelical fundamentalism and took them off my shelf. So they're in a box somewhere, some of those. And I think Ah. included every young man's battle in that. But uh, the others are anything related to faith and sexuality that I happen to have on my shelf. So I've got a few. Some we've talked about before, some we have not. So you've purged them from your bookshelf, but you haven't purged them from your life. You can't let them go yet. They're still in a box. They've been relegated to box space. And then as we're doing that, Will, you got up and got a book. So what did you bring back? This is such a show and tell. 
Did you guys have to read this? Oh yeah, growth into Exodus? manhood, growth into manhood, Medinger. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this book is horrible. <laughs> you have lots of uh, rabbit ears. You got lots of post-it notes in there. What's going on? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. No, I was I was reading it the other day, and I kept on putting post-it notes to atrocious passages. <laughs> Um, you know, there are undoubtedly people listening right now who love every young man's battle and love growth and demand. So I, I don't want people to feel offended because we are, some of us on this show are expressing distaste for certain resources, but just want to put that I, I'll, I'll be honest. I want them to feel offended. Um, that's... <laughs> Cause that's how Will rolls. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so my encounter to the sort of the side B world was a little bit of Wesley Hill a little bit of the denomination I'm a part of because in the seventies, they put out a document that is very solidly side B, even mm. though the language was not used at that time. And um, I also in school at the time I read the, the Bible and homosexual practice by uh, Robert Gagnon. It's a um, uh, academic book on hermeneutics. Uh, Gagnon is more from a side X or yeah, like, exodus perspective uh, but the book itself is just on scriptural interpretation and i found that really helpful at that time okay okay well it's good to get just like a little snapshot of how you guys encountered us and how you or not necessarily encountered us but started to encounter something like a side b theology or world that we inhabit today here in your other brothers so um, super cool, super fascinating. I wanted to rattle off a little recap. This is like, you know, previously on You're the Brothers podcast. Um, the books, the resources, blogs, podcasts, everything we covered from part one. I'm not sure if you guys have listened to that episode yet. No worries if you haven't. But here's what we talked about from part one. So if any of these jump out at you guys as far as something that was either meaningful to you or you just have some thoughts to share about said resource, um, let me know. Um, we couldn't get away from part one without talking about Washed and Waiting by Wesley Hill. Um, we also talked about Single Gay Christian by Gregory Coles. We talked about Torn by Justin Lee, which is a more side A resource, but I think I think side B people would enjoy it. We actually read it for book club this year um, and got a lot got a lot out of our discussion about that book. Um, we talked about People to be Loved by Preston Sprinkle. We talked about Out of a Far Country by Christopher Yuan. We talked about the Spiritual Friendship blog, to throw things way back, <laughs> Spiritual Friendship blog. Uh, we also talked about Redeeming Sex by Deborah Hirsch, Understanding Sexual Identity by Mark Yarhouse, Us Versus Us by Andrew Marin. Um, and then we also talked about a couple ministries like Revoice and Posture Shift. So that is a synopsis. I think I got them all. Hopefully I didn't leave out one or two. Um, but that's at least the vast majority of what we talked about last time. So any of those resources jump out at you guys as something that you want to comment on at a PS2? I would say that while I I would still use Out of a Far Country because it's uh, it was written back when Christopher Yuan was a little less uh, edging towards side X in his views. Um, it didn't used to be the case, but he he recently came out and said that he believes that the attraction to the same sex, even even just having that that in and of itself is sinful. And that's a shift for him. So I would say grain of salt to people who read it, recognize that where he was in that book, that's not where he is now. 
and I really struggle. I I really struggle with Christopher Yuan, and I think I mentioned it before because I I remember seeing him share his testimony uh, at an Exodus conference. I can't remember if it was 05 or 06. Um, and it was like one of the better testimonies there. But in my mind, I just have a really difficult time disconnecting him from that world. And yeah, I think, Ben, you're totally right. In, in recent uh, years, he's really connected more to that world though i i'm pretty sure he still wouldn't call himself or say that he lines up with conversion therapy or exodus but he's gotten uh closer back to to that world yeah no thanks for rounding out that topic on uh on christopher yuan i know a lot of people in our community are familiar with him or know a little bit about him or read the book, you know, for, for my two cents, I was, I was joking or telling Will about this before we started recording, like reading this book for book club is the first time I ever read him directly up until now. It's always been hearsay. What I've heard other people say about Christopher Yuan, sometimes positive, sometimes not so positive. Um, and I, I will say like, it was really refreshing for me to just go straight to the source and read about him, read about him directly. Um, regardless of where he is today, like, I don't know, yeah, exactly where he is today, but reading his book, reading his story, um, I walked away blessed by it. And so, you know, take it for what it's worth. I think it's cool to just hear where everybody's coming from and, you know, draw your own conclusions about labels and identities and, and all of that. But, um, for what it was, I, I definitely enjoyed, I enjoyed the book more than I thought I would. So, so that's a, a PS on out of a far country. Um, what about any of the other ones that I rattled off you guys? Posture shift has been brought up before, um, just as a as a statement for those that would Google posture shift. If you're looking for the actual like print resource that posture shift puts out, that is called Guiding Families of LGBTQ Loved Ones. There's a larger version, and then there's the quote unquote essential version. So both of those are helpful, and those are put out by Posture Shift, which is a ministry that seeks to go into mainly church settings and educate the church about, hey, uh, this isn't a problem, air quotes out there. You have people right here in the pews next to you that are attracted to the same sex that would identify as gay, trans, lesbian, whatever. And a lot of what you do without even knowing it um, ends up causing them pain and harm. And here is here are ways that you can shift your posture, start listening, and actually walk with and love people where they're at. And asterisk there, where they're at, regardless of whether that's at a side A or side B theology. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up posture shift because we only mentioned it briefly. Aaron mentioned it briefly at the end of our last episode. And so we actually didn't get to talk about it a whole lot. Uh, we didn't mention guiding families at all. And there it is. Ben's holding it up on the screen. Um, guiding families, which is such a cool little book. Like it's chock full of stories and stats, um, all sorts of perspectives um, across the LGBT spectrum. It's really, it's a really well done. It's a beautifully laid out book, like shout out to graphic designer. Um, everyone, yeah, everyone who contributed to that. It's just such a great resource. I recommend it so many times. Um, to moms and dads and brothers and sisters and husbands and wives and church people like every like it's just it's it's there's something in there for everybody so um, so that is a really great really great resource and um, and posture shift is so great because Bill Henson we've had him on the show we talked to Bill you can search our podcast archives and and learn more about 
what he does with um i think that episode was called loving lgbt people um you can listen to him talk about his work with posture shift because i've been a part of a few of those events that he's done and spoken on panels with other people and shared some of my story and it really is cool it's cool that you know he travels all over the world you know with his team and sets up shop and just talks to church people about gay people and people in the church, just like Ben said. And it's it's so simple and he does it so well. He's such a great speaker and um, and just has, you know, he's been in this world for so many years now and is just super empathetic and wise. And I highly recommend it. You know, if you're if you're looking for your church to to kind of be more up to speed, both in an academic sense, but then also in a in a people sense. How do I love people? How do I meet them where they are? Like I think I think bringing Bill, bringing posture shift to your church for an event would be would be a wise would be a great decision. So so that's definitely it's got my stamp of approval as well. All right, so then moving on, I would love to hear what other resources are out there because we still have a list that the yobbers have, but we'll get to that when we get to that. I want to go let's go back to Will. I would love to hear um yeah, what are one or two or three of your favorite resources today that you that you personally enjoy and or that you would recommend? Yeah. So this is technically not a side B specific resource. It's for anybody, um, any Christian really, but like uh, it has a lot of overlap. It's called Real Sex uh, by Lauren Winner. Uh, and this is a really good book on um, singleness. One of the best books on singleness I've I've read, and what sexuality means for a single person. And so for for the um, uh, celibate people, this is yeah. And even for those of us who are married, um, uh, because this book also does a good job at defining sexuality within marriage and trying to define sexuality within singleness. And so I just found it to be a very, a very helpful book. Wow. I have never heard of that book. I jotted it down because, you know, I'm always looking for potential book club entries. You know, we we're wrapping up book club 2022, but um, 2023 is an open slate of possibilities for new books to put to the list. And that one isn't too academic. Some of the other books uh, I recommend probably are a bit more on the academic side, but that's uh, uh, like Lauren Winter is an academic, but the book itself is uh, okay. pretty. I was going to say that name does not ring a bell at all. So I was I was wondering if you had any biographical um, information on this person. Lauren Winter. I'm going to definitely look at this book. I'm going to look it up later. She wrote another wonderful book, The Danger of Christian Practice, but that's more of an academic level that, but it's really good. Okay. So Real Sex, Lauren Winner. Very cool. I love, you know, this is so cool because I love, I think I've been in this world so, like I've been entrenched in the side B world for so many years now. I think I know it all, you know, and this is an, this is an episode of Humility where I'm like, okay, that is a book. Um, and I love that, I love that you said that it's not like necessarily like a, an explicitly side B book, but that you've been able to draw from it and apply it into your life as you live out this this journey. Like that's that's cool to cool to hear about. Thank you for sharing that. Ben, let's bounce back to you before we go back to the Yabbers. What is one favorite resource that you have to share with us? 
We already had um, at least some conversation about this book previously, just not in the list of resources, and that is Heavy Burdens, uh, Bridget Eileen Rivera. So it's Heavy mm-hmm. Burdens, Seven Ways LGBTQ Christians Experience Harm in the Church. Um, you know, Bridget herself is coming from a side B perspective theologically, but whether, again, somebody side A or side B, I think that's a a good resource to be able to put in their hands and for them to be able to have to like say, Hey, to their, you know, their family members, their church leaders. Um, here's, here's what this has felt like for me. Here's some of the things that maybe you're doing that you don't even know that you're doing. Um, I feel like she does a very good job of researching and laying out, uh, laying out her arguments. Well, yeah, I'm glad you brought up that book. It's, really well done like we had bridget on the podcast definitely recommend you guys listen to that episode if you if you missed that heavy burdens with bridget eileen rivera um just such a well put together book like i was astounded reading that book story after story after story i was like i can't imagine how many interviews she had how many times she reached out to people gathered stories like stories across the spectrum um how organized it is like these very um like simple to follow concepts and topics that she follows um and, and clusters them together like so well organized well done well told um i'm sure i'm sure there's more conversations to be had there um within that within that book as as we you know I, i've asked people on the podcast like what are some potential topics and it might have been you ben actually that suggested like it'd be cool to just like go through this book chapter by chapter and just like have a podcast about this burden and this a podcast about this burden and this burden so maybe we will do that one day but um, but that's a really good one. And that's a really new one. Cause I think it came out just last year, like pretty, pretty new. Um, and so that's, that's something that I would recommend as well. I'm, I'm in total agreement with that. I've been, uh, recommending that book a lot this past year when I like do presentations at churches and whatnot, that's just been kind of my go-to book. Like it is just so well done. Yeah. You know, we talked about, on the last episode, Greg Coles's book, Single Gay Christian, as like a solid, like if you just want to give somebody a story from this side B world that's that's kind of sprung up over the last decade, like read Greg's book. Um, like it's just so well done, easy to read. Um, it can kind of introduce you to somebody in a very, very tangible, quick and easy way. Um, and I think Bridget's book, I think this is a good book too, to to go a little deeper and to share about different struggles, different burdens, different um hardships that people people in our situations face like i think that's um that's another solid one if you want to have like a mount rushmore of of books to hand out or like you know what's like the what five like if you had to pick five resources like i think those two would probably make my my little list um for sure like it's it's a it's a good one i'm glad i'm glad we brought it up in this episode it totally eluded my my mind in the first in the first part of this episode Speaking of Greg Cole, since we invoked his name, um, and I'll, I'll invoke the name of Wesley Hill too, the the godfather of this all. <laughs> um, um, they both wrote follow-up books. They both wrote second books that I think are really cool. You know, I have a soft spot for the first ones in, in each of their cases, both Wesley Hill's Washed and Waiting and then Greg Cole's The Single Gay Christian. But Greg wrote a second book, No Longer Strangers, and then Wesley Hill wrote another book, Spiritual Friendship. Um, which kind of are cool books to read about like the, it's like the continuation, like, okay, I, I came out to you in the first book and now 
it's like now what now what what does journey the journey look like as far as community and belonging and being a part of the church and contributing my story and so so there is there is something beautiful about their their follow-up books too even though i think a lot of people might feel impartial to the to the originals or to the part ones but it is cool to see that like life doesn't just end like okay i came out in this book to you and now that's it like no like life continues and so it's it's cool to see that they've continued writing and um have continued their story well and personally for me i actually prefer spiritual friendship oh tell us why because we have a thought on spiritual friendship but i want to hear from you first i i think well it kind of hits all my weird quirks of my personality like i love um I love theological history, especially when it comes to monasticism and uh, what friendship looks like within the church setting. And that book just hits all of those. And it's, uh, and I love how short it is. Uh, it's, yeah, I, concise writing is just beautiful writing. Concise writing. After you held up that 700 page book a little while ago, how concise can that be? <laughs> You know, that book is more concise than what you might think. <laughs> it almost got pictures. Oh, pictures. Maybe, yeah, maybe 300 of those are pictures. <laughs> um, let's see. What, this is what one of the yabbers said, really, speaking of concise writing, very concise about the takeaway from Spiritual Friendship by Wesley Hill. Um, the yabber said this, I realized for the first time in this book and hearing Wes talk and write that my sexuality could have a telos beyond sex, that I could use it and it could be beneficial to me and my friends in cultivating more meaningful and full relationships within the body of Christ. I love that word telos. I think Ryan loves to use, I've, I've mentioned it at the at, at least once or twice on this show that I love that word telos. What a great word. <laughs> a telos beyond sex. I've probably used it before too. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Am I pronouncing that right? Telos? Is that the right yeah. word? Telos? <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good word. Um, you know, for going around the circle, and it's my turn to share a favorite resource, have to give some love and some credit to our podcasting siblings, the Life on Side B podcast. They've they have been so great to like, not to say that we were pioneers or anything, but I guess we like we we started this whole podcasting thing here at Yab, and it was cool to see like because we are a decidedly male community like it was cool to have another podcast come along that has female voices that kind of they they can stretch the umbrella a little bit further or go in different places that we necessarily can't or doesn't feel as as appropriate for us to go so i just love that there's another podcast out there as well the life on side b podcast if nobody's heard of it um definitely check that out and and before like anyone out there listening emails me yes i i've heard it so many times that we need to do a crossover episode with the Life on Side B team. Like it has been mentioned. I've noted it. I've heard it. We've talked about it. Um, so who knows? Maybe that'll happen one day. I think that would be really fun to do a little like, you know how they did that on sitcom someday where like Steve Urkel popped up in in the Full House house or like, you know, it's like, wait, that sitcom characters in that show today? Like, how did that happen? So so I think that would be a fun thing, like a, a combined episode or I don't know what that would look like, but Life on Side B podcast. Go go check it out. Go support them. I, I would also recommend an episode on that. Oh, uh, yeah. Pluck out an episode um, for us. 
Yeah, they're they just had a recent episode um interviewing Kristen. Um she's a good friend of mine and she runs a program called Oriented to Love, which isn't side B specific, but it's on um uh having dialogue between uh side B, side A, both LGBTQ and straight people. And uh it's a program that I've participated in and I really benefited from it. And so, yeah, I recommend listening to that episode and hearing her uh, talk about that. Awesome. Shout out to the Life on Side B podcast. As always, you guys, with if you listen to part one, we'll have links to everything we talk about in this episode um, in the show notes. So you can check the show notes or if you're listening to this on our blog, it'll be posted on our blog as well. So you can click around, you can just feast on all the different all the different places that we send you, that we take you to. So I guess one other one that I would, I'll say recommend with a grain of salt. Um, a lot of people that, that come into your other brothers, uh, I mean, this is just LGBTQ folks in general, um, have often experienced harm in religious settings, harm in their church. And there's a resource that it's not specifically geared towards sexual minorities, but it is designed to help people process through the pain that they've experienced in very strict, rigid, fundamentalist settings. And the name of that book is Leaving the Fold by Marlene Winnell, which is W-I-N-E-L-L. So... Yeah, leaving the fold, a guide for former fundamentalists and others leaving their religion. So the the statement here is not read this book and go leave your religion, but it's read this book and see what happened when you were growing up that was a lot more rigid and restricting and wasn't about the love of God or the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, but was about control and in some cases spiritual abuse. And there is, you know, room within that work there, that book. Uh, for being able to walk back into faith as well. You know, it's not just deconstruction, but I feel like it was, it's been helpful to a few different people that I've talked with in assessing what happened to them in their growing up years in the church. Yeah. I mean, that's, I'm so glad you mentioned that something like that, because, you know, that is a a common refrain. I I believe, and I have witnessed, you know, like people, and I know you guys have as well of people growing up gay or bi or queer or whatever, and just feeling uh, an abuse, a disconnect, a a turning away from the church. Um, And so I think something like that would be a great, great resource. Thank you for mentioning that too. I've jotted that down. You guys are giving me new, as if I haven't had enough things in the queue to read, you know, you guys are giving me even more to check out, which I definitely, definitely hope to do. Can can I recommend another resource? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. We got we got a few more minutes. What what else do you got, Perfect. Will? Um, this has been an influential one for me. All but invisible. Yes, that was mentioned by one of our yobbers on the Zoom call that we had. I have yet to read it, which is a sh- shame because I, you know, I've met Nate. He's a great guy. He has started up Revoice. We talked about Revoice in the last episode. Like, tell us about his book, All But Invisible, Nate Collins. Now, I hope he isn't listening to it because I will be honest, Shout parts of it are dry. Oh, okay. <laughs> but you can still recommend it, even though it's not like gripping you every single page. You yeah. Know? And this is coming from somebody who reads uh, um, Beowulf on a regular basis. But um, uh, it is a very influential book with 
understanding the intersection of all of these various things that are going on when it comes to sexuality of issues of prejudice and 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 shame um and uh, how all of those things relate to identity and i just found it to be a very helpful book for me to put all these pieces together that were floating around in my head so um so even though it's uh, a bit drier and a bit more academic than like your normal side B resource. If you're if you're really struggling putting the pieces together, I think he just does a brilliant job in doing that. Awesome, yeah. I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned that because I was looking at my list again. I know for people listening as this conversation winds down, I know we probably missed like 35 different resources we could have mentioned. That's that's your favorite resource and you were hoping we'd mention it. Oh my gosh, before we go, we do have to go to Ben. He's holding up another book. You guys have brought the books, you know. With Ben with Ryan and Aaron, we just we just rattled them out out of our mouths, out of our minds, and you guys are like tangibly showing and telling with the to the camera even though nobody can see this right now. But it's added a dynamic visual to this podcast which I appreciate just to see you guys holding up the tangible books that you're about to reference. So Ben, um, I think this would be a great one to 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 close on that you were just holding up. Yeah, so um, whether you are in a mixed orientation marriage or not, and the parlance mixed orientation marriage, uh, where one spouse is attracted to something other than the opposite sex. So, you know, my wife would identify as heterosexual, whereas my attraction is towards the same sex. So again, mixed orientation marriage, um, Written by Matt and Lori Krieg, uh, what our mixed orientation marriage has taught us about love and the gospel. So for those of you that are married or perhaps hope to be um, an inside perspective on what that has looked like for Matt and Lori and how they feel that it uh, reflects the gospel, not just in their lives, but to the larger church as well and the joy that they've experienced in walking together. You guys have done such a good job of describing these books so succinctly. It's like you're experts. <laughs> or were you going to say, well? Well, and I also know that both Ben and I know, well, I'm pretty sure Ben knows uh, Matt and Lori in person too. Mm. I worked at a summer camp with Matt for one summer. No and, way. Uh, and so they're they're legit. Like they're just wonderful people in real life. And Yeah. You guys have all the Michigan connections, right? Is this is this is this the handprint of God? Everybody knows each other. You well, just go around the hand. <laughs> my wife was in a small group with Lori. Of course she was. <laughs> and you know, I'm a big advocate of counseling. We've talked about that. Absolutely. Uh, Matt used to be my counselor. Hey, mine wow. too. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is crazy. I knew some of that. I didn't know all of that. That is crazy to hear how you guys are connected to them. But we read that for book club too. We read a few of these books for book club now and just was really great because like, was that the first ever like explicitly mixed orientation marriage book that's come out? Like I'm sure there have been maybe others referenced here and there, but like, like that's decidedly about their marriage. They both write it. They, you know, they go back and forth writing um, in sections throughout the book. And it's just so refreshingly different from other books in this world. It gave me a glimpse into marriage that I never had and particularly mixed orientation marriage. So definitely if you're married listening, um, if you would identify as being somebody in a mixed orientation marriage, like I think that's, that's, that's such a great, such a great resource. I'm so glad that exists. Can I recommend one more resource? I know we're done. I suppose you can. Yes. The fellowship of the ring. Is this <laughs> a wonderful, 
<laughs> wait, is Frodo? Are Frodo and Sam? Wait a minute. Wait, what's going on? Wait, they're not gay. <laughs> oh, they're not. They are. I don't know. What about Mary and Pippin? <laughs> Mary and Pippin, maybe. Um, With names like that, they have to be gay. <laughs> Mary and Pippin. You know, this is this is really. I have to bring it back because this is the last resource we're going to talk about today, and it's something that's so humbling. I don't know if you guys feel the same way or have the same vantage point that I do per se. But, but like when we had our Zoom call with Yabbers, like several of them, like not just one, but two, three, four, five of them were like, my first side B resource was your other brothers. It was finding our blog. It was listening to this podcast. It was finding a YouTube video when I did those more consistently. Like the fact that people on the internet are finding your other brothers and, and that's their entryway, just like for so many of us, a book like Washington Waiting was, or Greg Coles's book was, or the Life on Side B podcast now for some people, like or Revoice for many people. You know, the, the fact that we can play a part in that role, in that journey for people as a resource, like that was, I'm like, of course I know that. Of course I know that people find us and, and that we're an entryway for a lot of people, but just hearing it in person, hearing people talk about Yab and express gratitude for finding it, like that was just such a, it was such a wonderful moment. And so I just am grateful for, for all the support, all the love. Um, I'm grateful that people find us however they do, whatever roundabout way people find our little corner of the internet. Um, it's good. It's good to, to know that people, people are finding us and people are being blessed by us. It is, it is humbling. I like that, that you described it that way, because I know I've only written um, like 10 blogs, uh, which, uh, but they've um, all been masterpieces. <laughs> yeah. Though I'm pretty sure Tom really wishes I would actually write more. Uh, I but do, I do the, the, like I've, the comments I've heard too, from people in the past, like, Oh, I encountered your blog and it really meant something to me. I'm like, wow, that's mm. like, it's cool to see how God is using, um, small little job to, to influence people. And it's, yeah, I'm I'm just very happy to be a part of that. Yeah, it's like add add all of our names to the list, you know, add Will Cooper to Greg Coles and Nate Collins and Lauren Winner. <laughs> no, no, please don't. You're part of the action, you're part of the blessing. <laughs> Accept the affirmation, Will. Accept the affirmation. I'm just not at the same level as Greg Coles or Lauren Winner. So, I'm just But people, yeah, just same level, maybe, maybe not, but people are still being blessed by you nonetheless. It's not a numbers game, but people are blessed by you, Will Cooper. So I hope you know that. And you as well, Ben Rotkowski. Can I read one short passage as a, a word of affirmation and building up of those that are walking with us on this journey, wherever they happen to be? Please do. That would be so lovely. So some of you might feel like you're going through the valley some of you might be in the middle of your mountaintop experience. But let me let me read this to you, just two short paragraphs here. After climbing the mountain, all anyone wants is to remain at the top, to continue gazing down at puffy green trees in a pink and orange sky whose sunset blanket surely stretches to the foot of heaven's gate. But you can't. You can't stay there. Not yet. You have a journey to complete. It is struggle stain and struggle's strain that makes the risen Christ shine all the brighter, freer, sweeter still. 
Despite struggle's tightened grip, there is always redemption, relentless redemption that buries into your gut and rejoices over how all the heartache was worth it. So very worth it. Oh, Ben. And yeah, Tom, you know very well where that was from. That is, yeah, that is indeed from my my first book, Struggle Central. It was so weird when you were reading it. I was like, okay, this sounds familiar. Where did this come from? Where, where is he reading from? Because he didn't say where it was from. But then I started remembering those words of, of yesteryear. So um, yeah, I hope, I hope people are blessed on this journey. It's not easy. You know, hopefully in this community, we are very clear that you know, we want to, we want to, we want to wear our weakness on our sleeves. We want to, we want to boast about our, um, our weakness as Paul talks about, but, um, but there's a lot of triumph. There's a lot of victory. There's a lot of redemption, the camaraderie, the, the way that we find each other and can bless each other is, is such a, it's a hard thing to put into words. And that's been such a beautiful part of this journey more than, more than books and concepts and academics. Like those are all great and they all serve a purpose. But for me, the biggest resource of all has been other other humans, other brothers. And so that's, that's my hope is that anyone who wants to find other brothers, other people to, to walk in this journey with that, um, maybe you can find that here with us. Beautiful stuff, you guys, you know, going back to that zoom call, there was a a new term that came out of it, which I'm so grateful for because we've, we've had a running joke over the years about lurkers that, that sometimes people before they join us on Patreon, before they, you know, cough up $5 a month or $10 a month to join us on Zoom calls or, or Discord postings or what have you. Um, they kind of got to scope it out for a little bit. You know, they got to read more blogs. They got to listen to more podcasts. They got to just, uh, maybe they're not as out or as open about their sexuality with people in their lives. And this is more discreet and more on the on the DL. Um, and so for, understandably, it takes other people longer to, to cross that divide. And so, so it's always been a, a running joke about the lurkers. We love our lurkers, you know, if it takes you forever, but we've never had a name for the other people who, when they find our blog, like they're pledging on Patreon, like five minutes later, and they're joining us on zoom calls or whatever. And, um, somebody mentioned it on this call that those are the leapers. We have the lurkers who take a while. And then we have the leapers who just leap right into what we're doing here with your other brothers. So whether you're a lurker, whether you're a leaper, if you're somewhere in between, um, I know everybody has their own timeline with, with community and, and community within this side B world. And it's a whole, it's a whole new universe to explore and navigate and figure out. But, um, but it's been, it's been ultimately a game changer in my life as I know it has in so many others. And so if, if that's something that brings you a sense of curiosity and you want to learn more, you can certainly reach out to me anytime, uh, Tom at your other brothers.com. And, you know, we'd love to, there's always room for one more. That's the thing. As much as we grow and have grown over the years, there's always room for one more at the table. And we feel like we're always, we feel like we're always missing at least this new one new perspective that we don't yet have. So, um, so check it out. And I'm so excited that we have a retreat coming soon, going back to the retreat um, to be able to, to get together in person for all the internet gathering that we do to come in person as we like to do every year. Um, it'll be so fun. It'll be so great. I hope it's a blessing to all who attend. Ben and Will, so good having you on. I'm glad we were able to round out this conversation on resources. It's not an exhaustive list, but I think we covered... Let's say 90% of it, 80% of it. (laughs) 
we gotta no, go. I now. wish I wish I had more obscure resources because that's like my personality. I love the obscure stuff, but you know, this was good. You brought an obscure one that I had never heard of, so I'll give you some credit there. Yeah. But it's not from like the 16th century, so I feel like I failed. I know. <laughs> Maybe next time. If there's a side B resources part three, you can be more prepared for that. Um, you guys, this is uh this is it for now. We'll be back after the retreat, after a little break, after after some rejuvenation, some mountaintops, some um some campfires and all that goodness. We'll be back with our hundredth episode. Our hundredth episode coming soon. So please reach out to us, 1-706-389-8009, or shoot us a voice memo to podcast at your other brothers dot com and we would love to play your message on the air on the hundredth episode it'll be so fun it'll be a celebration i'm excited to get to that milestone it's been quite literally years in the making so we're gonna we're gonna get there soon i'm excited to get there ben and will i hope you'll i hope you'll partake (laughs) hope you i hope we can clear your schedules i know you guys are busy for sure, Tom. For sure, and I'll get to see you. Uh, it's it's less it's less than ten, what is it? Ten days now? I think it's ten days, maybe eleven. Yeah, actually, face to face. Yes, you and not Will, because Will... I'm so jealous. <laughs> I really wish I could have made it. So well, we'll we'll hopefully fun. put a retreat on the calendar much sooner. Uh, give you as much notice as you need, Will Cooper, and then next year. Well, there's always next year for Will, but I would love I would love that Will if you could make it to one of these events. I think. I, th- I know we would be blessed but to have you there, and hopefully we could be a blessing to you as well. I, I still think we should do a Canadian version of the Abbey Will's, Retreat. Will's pushing for Canadian Retreat, so uh, we'll see. It's a big ask. It's a big challenge. But if the, the Yabbers are willing to travel across uh, across country lines, maybe maybe we can make this happen. To the Canadian Rockies. <laughs> like, come on. Lake Louise. Yeah, we can we have the retreat at Lake Louise? Lake, Lake Louise. <laughs> <laughs> we do it in Niagara, and Will can be on one side waving at us, and the rest of us can be on the because other. Because in Canada, Canada is just all Niagara Falls. It's all there, right? That's that's where Canada is. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you can see Niagara Falls from your house, right? <laughs> oh yeah, that's how that works. <laughs> uh, but yes, excited to be excited to see you again, Ben, and. All the other yabbers, 50 plus, our biggest retreat yet. It's gonna be a fun, fun time. Lots of sparrows finding proverbial homes. It's gonna be so great. Um, You guys, this has been lovely. We'll be back again soon. For all your other brothers, this is Tom. And this is Will. And this is Ben. Reminding you that you are not alone. Even the sparrow finds a home. See you next time, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to Your Other Brothers Podcast. Our show is edited and produced by Thomas Mark Zuniga. If you enjoy our show, consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Your Other Bros. We'd love to hear your story. Comment on this or any of our episodes at yourotherbrothers.com slash podcast or share a story to play back on our show by calling us at 706-389-8009. You can also email us at podcast at yourotherbrothers.com or write to us at Your Other Brothers, P.O. Box 843, Asheville, North Carolina, 28802. Finally, if you'd like to further support our storytelling, community building efforts, consider becoming a Yabber. Yabbers pledge monthly on Patreon and receive perks like bonus podcast content, access to a secret Facebook group, 
regular group calls with fellow patrons and authors, and more. Visit patreon.com slash you're the bros for more information. Until we journey next time, we're glad you're with us.